Hi, I'm Dr. Michelle Lapham, a.k.a. the Drunk Phytologist, and I use the pronoun she, her. I'm Ethan Lapham, a.k.a. Takoon363, and I use he, him. And I'm Christian Venetis, a.k.a. Action Economist, and I use he, him. And this is Natural 20. Natural 20 is a podcast that discusses the lore, history, and biology of Dungeons and Dragons, creatures, and monsters. Natural 20 is also an adult podcast featuring adult language. You have been warned. Hey everybody! What are we talking about today, gentlemen? Werewolves! Cool! Oh, wrong show. Wrong show. That's true. When wolves. When wolves. Why wolves? But really known as how wolves. How wolves. What wolves? Werewolves. Then them theirs. Them theirs. Yonders. yonders. Over yonders. Over yonder. What'd you eat under there? What? What did you say? That's what do you eat under there? What'd you eat under? And the response being underwear, and it's like, oh, you get underwear. (laughs) Fifth grade jokes. Uh, Got them for days. Okay. Someone save me, please. Nope. Nope. Okay. You chose this. Yes. All right. In more ways than one. Yeah, unfortunately. Anyway. Yes, yes. So So werewolves. So werewolves. Werewolves. Tell me about werewolves in D&D. They're werewolves. And they're in D&D. And they're in D&D, honestly. The wolves are there. They're on the page. They're in the game. Yes. That's so, werewolves. So the reason that we're recording this is because of... The long-standing sort of uh, internet uh, belief that Valentine's Day was originally uh, Lupercalia, a Roman festival supposedly about ro- werewolves fucking, and what a perfect segue it would be to go into werewolves. Ah, uh, yes. The problem is that I looked into Lupercalia, and A, it has nothing to do with werewolves, B... The reason why the festival exists in the first way, first place might be about wolves, maybe, but historians are not sure. And number three, Valentine's Day didn't actually replace it. It's so, just a coincidence that they're both in the same month. So it's really only Horny Werewolf Day in our hearts. And no, what it means is that any day can be Horny, horny Werewolf, werewolf day, day Yeah. if you want it bad enough. I foresee a sudden uptick in furry traffic to the... Furry traffic to Electric Boogaloo, yes. Yeah. So let's start with werewolves in D&D, and then we'll go into all this fun folklore things of why... Sure, sure. It is not, in fact, Horny Werewolf Month, but it could be. Again, in our hearts. Yes. In minds. In minds. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and, pe- and prayers. And penises. <laughs> Mostly that last one. Mostly the last one. Good grief. Big, throbbing werewolf day. Will you stop? <laughs> Never. I have an image of furry art I saw... Turgid, turgid, engorged <laughs> Wellworth Day. <laughs> Welcome to Red Rocket Week. So, if we're talking werewolves, number one, go to look up werewolf, seemingly in any edition, and if you start there, if you're lucky, you got an index, and it says, see lycanthropy. Because first of all, D&D was like, werewolves? They're wolves. They're wolves. But also, let's throw in some bonuses. Let's get some boars. We're How boars. about some bears? We're bears. Maybe a couple tigers. And just for flavor... A were-rat. Like, you could theoretically make a lycanthropic hybrid out of any animal if you wanted to. Which we get to with things like were-ravens when you get into, right. like, a, a Curse of Strahd and, and Van right. Richten's Guide and some of these. But kind of the right out the gate, first edition, were-bear, were-boar, were-rat, were-tiger, were-wolf, wonderwall. And they run across it and it's like, you know, were-bears, were-boars, kind of rare. Were-rats, uncommon. Were-tigers, very rare. Werewolf, common. They're all over the place. Walk into town, werewolf. You, you, Lousy with you, you them. can't. It's, it's, you really, it's sort of like, why are people asking where they are? They're everywhere. Werewolves, every werewolves. Every werewolves. Warren Zevon, absolutely correct. Werewolves, London, done. London, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And take Statistically your, speaking, he was right. Pick mm-hmm. your London. London, England. London, Ontario. It's yeah. all werewolves in both. They're common. They're everywhere. There they are. Hey, it's Dave. He's a werewolf. Ubiquitous. Now, I will say that very clearly the werewolf art somewhere between uh, Chewbacca and... Lon Chaney's Wolfman. Which is the edition. classic, sure. I mean, that makes sense. Let me but see doing the... a thriller dance, years before his time. Oh, sure. That's thriller, but in the 70s. He, it does he's look like... It does sidewalk look sidewalk thriller dance It does hands. look like he's trying to say rrr. Yeah. There, there's a Which wouldn't rrr. necessarily be uh, correct with a with a werewolf, but you may, like, you know, whatever. You know, hey, we don't king shame around here. Um, we don't. The werebear art looks somewhere like they... Had a Neanderthal and like was super into animorphs. They kind of got the transition phase in there. That's the not great. Kind of hideous. Uh, we're boars. They're like we're doing this in silhouette. You don't want to see that shit. As is typical with first edition, the art is wildly inconsistent. 
other than being generally kind of poor. It's just different levels of poor. And it's, it's a lot of the, like, there's, there's like, everything from, like, the high school binder art to, like, professional black and white ink somebody, drawing. Somebody put some effort into this. The wear rats give me this weird Jeff Goldblum kind of thing. They got, like, the, like, open shirt kind of vibe. Like, just kind of chilling with a sword. They actually really do look horny. There's a couple of them. The one could kind of be a wallaby with teeth. There's a lot going on. And then the page next to it, not at all related, just the art is hilarious because there's supposed to be, like, a dude with a sword fighting like a lizard man but it's like the round ended lego sword that i just found amusing so yeah i mean the, the lycanthropes you're not talking like any kind of crazy threat they've got a pretty fast movement speed but like not super high damage by any stretch special defenses right out of the gate they're only hit by silver or magic weapons that's first edition they're first only edition. hits you're not going to do any damage to them correct and with anything else with yeah. anything other than silvered weapons standard resistance to magic like you know they'll, they'll get away from certain spells but not really avoid anything particularly. Uh, for the most part, you've got uh, chaotic evil with werewolves. Okay. Were tigers typically neutral. Werebears are usually was you were usually good. Yeah, chaotic there. good actually. Yeah. Um, with werebores being neutral, and then apparently were rats lawful evil. Not entirely certain where that's going to come from. Like I understand chaotic. You know, when you talk about aggression, you talk about a lot of like. If I had to conjecture, I, if I had to conjecture, I would say lawful evil because werewolves were what you would typically find in a city in a large urban setting. So they're like, listen, we want the systems of government to survive. You know, we want to we want to take our share of it too, sort of. Thing. But you know, we want to root around in the trash. They're, they're rats. The other thing, too, is that a couple of these then have, you know, summoning capability where they can, like, summon other bears, summon other rats. Now, when they say summon... As in, like, if there is another rat or bear within, like, a couple miles, they're just going to show up. Between 2 and 12 of them. Just yell out, Hey, Larry! Hey, you guys! Hey, you guys! Any help over here? Now, I will say, yeah, the were-tiger art, though, unfortunately bizarre. There's, like, a shivering thing and, like, human lips and a, like, row of very human teats. Prominent teats. Well, there's a lot going on. People have busy, sometimes entertaining lives, especially if you're a were-tiger. You've got a, a lot of kids to with, feed. With, with multiple teats, yeah. you got some human hands, but some tiger feet. God, there's a lot going on there. We'll get into that in the lore section. Uh, but moving on to... Uh, We're going to have to jump up just because, like, 2nd edition, 3.5, I just... There's not a lot new. Same sort of things show up. Even... And we're going to skip 4th edition. Because 4th edition, honestly, they had werewolves and were-rats. They kind of skipped everybody else. Like, were-tigers were in there, but I think they were, like, buried in some of the splat books. Like, they weren't right up there prominently, like, in a monster manual. And they're not adding a lot. It's a lot of, like, yep, they're lycanthropes. Like, they got bit. They turned into animals. Cool. Fight them. Woohoo! Yeah, we'll fight it. It's 1st edition, and then, like, 3, 3, 5, and then 5th edition... Surprisingly, 5th edition kind of comes in with the most lore out of any edition, which is not that 5th edition is light on lore. It tends to just sort of be kind of middle of the pack, like 3-5 will have a whole bunch. As much like, as you need, but not much more First edition might have some. And 1st edition even has like a whole thing of like if you do get bit, if you're carrying Belladonna on you and take it within the hour, you have like a sort of 50% chance of getting lycanthropy. If you're below half health, it's only 25%. But you're also incapacitated for like half a week. And there's a 1% chance of death, which is like, look, I guess it's adventures are really tough because belladonna kind of not good for you so yeah. kind of poisonous as shit hey everybody atropa belladonna also known as belladonna or deadly nightshade is toxic perennial herbaceous plant in the nightshade family as opposed to the lively nightshade it's supposed to the lively nightshade Guess what? Don't eat it. Yeah. It's, it's not, not good. It's not great. In There's case, a lot. In case no one's ever told you that before. In the case no one's ever told you that before. Poison? Not good for you. Not, not good, good for, for you. you. The foil, the foliage and the berries are extremely toxic and contain what are called tropane so they, so alkaloids. They tweet, they, they, they tweet a lot on on Twitter. It's and true. Trolling no, 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 no. It's that they're really into like airplanes for their music videos. Oh, mm -hmm. sure, sure, sure. So... Tropane alkaloids, everybody. So a little bit of a little bit of chemistry. So other tropane alkaloids that you may have heard of include cocaine. Ooh, I've heard of cocaine. Yeah, you've heard of cocaine. Oh, tell me more about this belladonna, please. The nineteen eighties would like to party. Yeah, scrobalamine are notorious for their psychoactive effects. But in general, tropane alkaloids and the types that belladonna has, which are called atropine, scrobalamine, and hyoscyamine, cause delirium and hallucinations. They can can be used in pharmaceuticals, but in very, 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 very small, yeah. very small amounts. Very. And so, one of the reasons that they're like, it has unpredictable effects. Please, don't do the thing. I don't know how predictable they are. It's probably pretty predictable that you're going to die. <laughs> yeah, because basically it's the belladonna is one of the most toxic.
toxic plants known, quote unquote. It really, and really doesn't want you to eat it. By mouth increases risks of numerous clinical conditions. Y'all remember, do not blend where it's like, don't breathe this. Yes. Yeah. yeah, this is in that category. Like, yes. just don't. Don't screw with it. Don't, just, don't, just don't. don't, don't it's not great. Just don't. Just, just don't. don't. Because it's like, there's lots of complications, like complications with pregnancy, cardiovascular disease, gastrointestinal disorders, psychiatric disorders. Just, it just really screws you over. So, here's the symptoms. Okay, belladonna poisoning, everybody, includes dilated pupils. It's not so bad. Sensitivity to light, blurred vision, tachycardia, which is your heart racing, mm. loss of balance, staggering, mm. headache, mm. rash, mm. flushing, mm. severely dry mouth and throat, slurred speech, urinary retention, which means you can't go to the bathroom, constipation, can't do that either. This is all just cocaine so far. Cons- yeah. c- con- confusion, hallucinations, delirium, and convulsions. Well, that sounds worse. But listen, if you're adventuring, it's this or become a sexy werewolf. I mean, look, the poison's listen, right there. You put the word sexy in front of it, so now I don't know what to think. So apparently, oh boy, apparently in 2009, a woman had decided, thought that these belladonna berries were blueberries. Uh-oh. Ate six of them. Uh-oh. And ended up getting uh, what is called anti- The deaths? An- <laughs> she did not die. Oh, okay. However, she had severe neurological disorder and nerve mm. damage for the, the rest of her life. So, mm. yeah, mm. super not great. Uh, because normally it will cause narcosis and paralysis is usually in animals if they accidentally eat right. it because yeah. they eat too much of it and then and then your limbs stop working they don't work no more yeah exactly so that was the nightshade uh, uh yes. sidebar the night the nightshade sidebar when it's like oh welcome look to our interlude this yes. welcome to our interlude i'm sorry but sometimes when we have these folklore medicines and because it i like pointing this out just because right now there is kind of a fad going around where it's like all natural medicines or old traditional medicinal plants are better than modern day medicine. Okay, there are some medicinal plants which are good for you. And there's also a lot of them that will kill the shit out of you. Like the one yeah. I just mentioned. So just because it's a traditional remedy I will say, does not mean it is good. I did go through 5th edition. I didn't see any mention of the word belladonna in there anywhere. Mm-hmm. But it is still in 3.5. Yep. <laughs> is it still in 3.5 Still as well? in 3.5. Afflicted character who eats a sprig of belladonna, also called wolfsbane, uh, within one hour of lycanthrope attack... Uh, can attempt a DC-20 fortitude save to shake off the affliction. Uh, healers can help. Does have to be reasonably fresh. Gotta get them the freshest of yeah, toxins. You gotta, yeah, you gotta get it super fresh. Otherwise, yeah, the potency goes down real However, fast. However, and this is straight out of the 3.5 uh, monster manual here. However, fresh or not, belladonna is toxic. Must succeed a DC-13 fortitude save or take 1d6 points of strength damage, as in your ability score just goes down. Is that permanent? Uh, one minute later, character must succeed a second save or take an additional 2d6 points of strength damage. It's been a hot minute since I have uh, looked at the 3-5 rules, but as right. I recall, if any of your ability scores fall to zero, you just die. Yeah. You I, just I, straight I, are dead. Yeah, I believe that is the case. I think that, that might even still be the case in 5th edition. I don't know. Uh, there's a lot fewer things that reduce that. Though. Yeah, no, there is. But there's and there, there were whole like there's a whole style of game like Gestalt games where like you didn't have hit points. It was all just ability score and like you could revive them certain ways. But like right, yeah. This is one of those things where it's like you really don't want to screw with this. Yeah, especially because like combined that's. 3d6 like dc 13 is not a horrible save to make, but like if you fail that, that's listen. 3D6, if you're not a high strength, if you're not a high strength character. 3d6 is enough to... Wipe you out. To Even a high strength, if you roll badly, like, that's 18 points. That is 18 points. That is most that's of it. pretty gnarly yeah. for anybody. You you go from being beef boy... To nothing. To, to dead. Uh, and you got your classic, like, remove disease or heal, but it does have to be a cleric of 12th level or higher. They specify sure. that. And that was in 1st edition, too. Although there, that higher level of cleric was referred to as a patriarch, with its own list of problems... Uh, It was the 70s. It was a different time. But then the only other way is then to specifically cast Remove Curse or Break Enchantment during one of the three days of a full moon. Mm -hmm. So there's some bonus things there. Sure. In third edition, uh, only afflicted lycanthropes can be cured of lycanthropy. So that's specifically those who are like bitten, scratched, etc. Who fail the the save. Because there, like here it is basically, if you receive an attack and fail the save, you become cursed. In first edition, you had to be not only attacked, but be below half health. So there was some extra stipulations to it. You had Leeway. You had a little bit of leeway. A little bit of leeway. Um, still able to kind of like you get the the same kind of like. There's a lot of long nails and and pointed teeth and shaggy hair and eyes that glow red in the dark type of deal. Like you can see these 
sorts of things. Like someone who has become a lycanthrope has always got some vestige of that bestial nature, even in their humanoid form. We'll get into that. That is surprisingly uh, in tune with the actual the folklore. folklore. And it does talk about like it's spreading like a disease. That like sometimes a, a, a lycanthrope begins life as a normal humanoid or giant who sub- subsequently contracts lycanthropy after being wounded. Such a creature is called afflicted. Others are born as lycanthropes, which would be known as natural lycanthropes. Right. And that's that distinction of like only afflicted can be cured. Right. If you are a natural born lycanthrope in three five, that you have it. That's just, it's there, it's a part of who you are, it does not ever change. They specifically call out giant, and I don't know if that was something that came in in 2nd edition or or cropped up in 3.5, that like, it wasn't just humanoids, they included giants, and they very specifically call out the hill giant dire werebore, which we did determine is only one syllable away from being uh, singable as the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles theme song, which is just disappointing. It's Um, just so close. It's just so close. You can try it at home. And yet, so, so far. far away. Yeah, I mean, there's the thought of, like, here's a hill giant who's also a giant werepig. I mean, that's a scary thought. Don't get me wrong. Very scary. 185 hit points. They get additional movement speed. Higher armor class. They have a gore attack. They can call upon, like, other boars to come in and assist them in combat. Once again, hey, Larry! Yeah, like, that That shows up. So, yeah, they, whatever their, their were species, be it rats, boars, tigers, they have a, an empathy in which they can communicate with their own, like, animal kind uh, and have a... A, a racial bonus to charisma checks against such creatures. So, like, yeah, it, here's a hill giant who's a giant dire werebore who can call up some more of his boar buddies to come cause havoc. There's a lot going on there. And then, yeah, they do include, like, if characters become lycanthropes, you know, what that entails, that, like, they have some additional racial abilities, you know, they gain low-light vision, they can sniff out their scent check. It was separated, you know, scent, sight, hearing, right, yeah. did multiple skills in, the, in those additions. There's a lot going on there. They get some bonus hit dice from being an animal. The only really art associated kind of looks like some sweet mid-2000s binder art, which is kind of great. Or, like, the side of a van. Like, yeah. there, there's kind of that van art. Like, you could see, like, like a tower with, like, the moon and some lightning bolts on a van. It's got that look. It's all very, like, black and gray and, and big giant looks weapons. Like it, might, and... it, might, it might be on a, on a ride somewhere that's spinning rapidly in a county fair somewhere. Playing very loud music and very... <laughs> Lots of new metal. Yeah. It's definitely the type of thing where, like, if you really want to kind of dig deep into the D&D lore, 3.5 or 5th edition are kind of your real kind of meat... Meat and potatoes. Meat and potatoes kind of lore section. So, like, getting into 5th edition specifically, they do still keep the, the curse of lycanthropy. Remove curse can rid an afflicted lycanthrope, but a natural-born lycanthrope can be freed of the curse only with a wish. So they at least right. give you an, a specified out for 5th edition if you're Listen, a natural lycanthrope. If you're a ridiculously powerful spellcaster who can cast... This uh, potentially uh, once in a lifetime spell. Potentially once in a lifetime spell. You can save your buddy because he got bit by a doggy. Because his parents, his parents or I'm back. sorry, because his parents yeah. got bit these by a doggy. These are natural. These are lycanthropes that did the nasty in the past. Right. Oh, back to the horny werewolves. Exactly. It, it's, it's always all the, always back. It's always horny werewolf hour. And it is always horny werewolf hour. And when hour means all the time. Hey, what have you heard? It's longer than that. Right? But yeah, so you still have kind of the full moon aspect, the the bestial form. But yeah, they kind of return to form of like werebears, boars, were-rats, were-tigers, werewolves. They're wolves. Oh my. I mean, you really do have were-tigers, were-bears. No were-lions, though, unfortunately. I mean, you can just reskin the tiger. Come on. There's more than one way to skin the They're all cats. Come on, they're all cats. The art, pretty great. Uh, The werebear, got a loincloth, got a little like Viking braid going on, big great axe. Were-boar's got a hammer got like a leather vest kind of questionable why a, a were boar would need a leather Don't vest it. it's fur lined it's pretty dope the were rat Coffee. looks like the one kid in the corner in every high school kind of got the like there's some questions about this kid and what's in his locker kind of look one of these days he's going to be the lead singer of Nine Inch Nails yeah it's kind of got that going on yeah yeah uh, were tiger uh, now bipedal instead of the the strange uh, multi-teated lady cat from first edition uh, got a bow got a scimitar got a sweet ass cape got a sweet ass cape got a crotch cape crotch cape I don't, I don't know those what are called claws, aren't they no but there's like there's a set of pants underneath it like it's just sure. a cod piece with like a flowing. I think it's still called. I think it's still a loincloth, though. Could be. It is a cloth that covers the loins. I it's... just wanted to say crotch cape. I'll be honest. I I understand, and I'm here to ruin that experience for you. And you do get kind of these hybrid form coming in. You get a lot of tiger humanoid hybrids. The critical focus there being the werewolf, who remains chaotic evil. Queer. Ooh. The standard werewolf, not great armor. Eleven in its humanoid form. Twelve in its wolf or hybrid form. It's a natural armor. It's not a particularly high CR creature. 
if I remember correctly. Uh, it's a challenging three. So yeah, not okay. kind not, of your starting adventure, not, but not... Well, not starting adventure, but like maybe the second or third. Yeah. It's not taking long to hit third level where like it's going to be... It's a decent challenge for like a early game adventure. The thing that'll slow people down, of course, is the damage resistance. Correct. 58 hit points by default. Uh, 30 foot speed. Okay. 40 foot in wolf form. A little faster. A little bit faster, makes sense. Got them long legs. Long, long, long. Uh, 15 strength, beans. 13 dex, 14 con, uh, and then a 10 int, 11 whiz, 10 charisma. Uh, skills in perception and stealth. They are not learned. Do have a passive perception of 14. They speak common and cannot speak in wolf form. I mean, they can, but it's just... Right. I speak whale. But yeah, they do have a, a, a damage immunity <laughs> to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage from non-magical weapons that are not silvered. Yeah, so immunity. So not so, resistance. Magic like, weapons still work. Silver weapons, weapons still will work. work. But is still it, the is immunity. It immunity? It's, it's not, immunity. It is an immunity. Oh, it's not resistance. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you just straight up immunity. That's right, it is immunity. Which is specifically that, yeah. interesting, and I'll come back to that. Um, so yeah, you do have the shape changer so they can... That does make it more difficult for right. a, yeah. a younger party. Because mm-hmm. you would have to have specifically silvered or have found some type well, of magic I mean, weapon or use spells. The amount of times that a person would have a silvered weapon... Pretty slim without knowing that like we're hunting a weapon. Unless like, that was like, I am a werewolf hunter. Like If you made that your thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, werewolf can use its action to polymorph into a wolf-humanoid hybrid or a wolf or back into its true form as a humanoid. Statistics other than AC are the same, and any equipment it is wearing or carrying is not transformed. Uh, it reverts to its true form if it dies. Uh, and they do have really, advantage... What is our true form? Right? It's hard to it say. Uh, it's a wolf-human hybrid. Inside oh, you, okay. Inside you, there are two wolves, and one of them is your true form. One of them's really lazy. The other one is asleep. The werewolf... One of them's name is Moon Moon. <laughs> they do have advantage on perception checks that rely on hearing or smell. In their humanoid or hybrid form, they have a multi-attack one with a bite and one with its claws and or spear. So they use the point head stick. The spear um, weapon. They have a bite attack in their wolf or uh, hybrid form. They have claws in their hybrid form they can use for some slashy, slashy damage. Uh, so they've got a bite, does piercing damage, slashing damage from the claws. In their humanoid form, they have a spear, which is also piercing damage. Interestingly, and I bring this up specifically, I was doing some research earlier and I actually came across it was a uh, Bell of Lost Souls article that brings up an interesting point is like they're immune to bludgeoning, piercing, slashing damage from non-magical weapons that right. are not silvered. And none of their attacks are magical. So if two werewolves get in a fight, they cannot hurt one they another. They can't hurt each other. If there's an entire society of werewolves, then you definitely have, like, a pit-fighting scenario going on there. Because it's like, what do you care? They're, they can't they can't hurt each other. But the, the Bell of Souls article brings up the interesting point of there's nothing about resistance to fall damage. Yeah, that's like, true. Like, it is, it is bludgeoning from a non-magical well, source, so it, it depends on your DM. I think the way the rules are written is that because it is bludgeoning damage, technically they would be immune to it. If you threw them against a magic wall. Gotta have some, some silver them, spikes. Yeah. If you throw them off a building. It is battle bots, but all the traps are silver. All the traps are silver, yes, exactly. Silver hammer, you know, built by Maxwell, of course. Of course. Um, some, some spikes, you know, silver tips... There's ways to do it, but it's yeah, it's very much like you kind of got to go into this planning ahead. Like, oddly, it's one of the creatures that like you sort of have to know you're dealing with a werewolf to fight it, unless you're just purely going to use spells and everybody else is just going to grab it. If you throw it. a right. werewolf off a building, does it make a, a sound? I think it would I, make a sound, and the sound would be, oh! <laughs> Tell my wife hello. <laughs> you um, just wait until I climb back those stairs. Mister. <laughs> Mister. I'll kick your ass. Uh, so yeah, you get an option here for some player characters like and throws, but like it really is it's nothing like massively changes, but like you get a lot more descriptions. You get things like were rats having clans, like a thieves guild, yeah. Um were tigers being these sort of like solitary hunters, which makes a lot of sense. They don't like to pass on their curse because every new were tiger is competition. Um versus like werewolves, it's just savage, bestial, eating meat rare. A lot of the kind of things you expect of like a, a, a cursed, you know, evil not, creature. Not using coasters underneath their beard, like just really just feral. Yeah, coming and just throwing their socks on the radiator kind of shit. I mean, just yeah. never picking up after themselves. Mm-mm. They don't even wave goodbyes or going down the street. I mean, no, just rude. They just look at you. So yeah, I mean, you, you got a lot of options there, right? Like there's, there's. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> There's a very much like a consistent through line where like a, not a lot of change, which is good in a lot of ways. Like this is the same beast. It has been the same beast. It has carried on as kind of the same entity. So a lot of that has to do, well, you have one more to, uh, to talk about. So go ahead and do that and then we can kind of, segue. Yeah. And, and the, so the, the one difference in it, and I bring it up specifically, you know, from, from Van Richten's guide here. The Ricky Tiggy Tavies. Yeah, Ricky Tiggy Tambo. 
Ricky Ticky Tabby's uh, Book of Fun. <laughs> Book of Fearful Fun Times. Yes. It brings in a few more kind of folklore aspects and, and a lot of kind of the, the nefarious things that go bump in the night. And it specifically includes, includes and again, I've always heard this pronounced loop guru. Right. Maybe different. I don't speak Cajun French. It's not. I don't think it's Cajun French. I think it's, it's actually French. from France. Yeah. And, and the difference as far as 5th edition, like challenge rating 13, so like much more vicious. So that's a much, yeah, this much is, more substantial creature. This this is pimp my werewolf. Like, sure. We heard you like werewolf, so we put war- more werewolf in your werewolf. In your werewolf. Yeah. Um, so, like, you know, long swords. Uh, they can change shape as a bonus action. Uh, they go from a medium creature to large. So, you know, a large direwolf hybrid creature. Right. They get legendary actions. Uh, so they've got like a, a mauling pounce uh, and kind of a multi attack with the, the pounce. Makes bite attack as a part of its shift into direwolf form. It gets regeneration. So right. it's, it's, it's that's, healing that's a common every... Yeah, that's a common thing for uh, some. If it does take damage from a silvered weapon, trait does not function until the start of its next turn. And it will die only if it starts its turn with zero hit points and does not regenerate. So you basically are going to have to take it down with a silvered weapon. Like that is sort of the whole deal. Because if it, rege- if it starts the turn and it regenerates that 10 hit points it's right back it's up it's still it's still up there you yeah. ha- this is one you have to have the silver you have weapon. to oh, so you specifically, specifically have to go not, get a silver not weapon. necessarily not magical. magical interesting so yeah. it, it has a, a condition immunity to to charm and frighten yeah. dark vision out to 120 feet Passive perception of 23. Higher, so 18 strength, 18 dex, 18 con, 14 in, 16 whiz, 16 charisma. Like this you're thing not, is you're not, you're not sneaking mean. past it with, a, with no. a passive perception of 23. This thing is mean and it's smart. 30 foot speed in human form, 40 foot speed in hybrid form, 50 foot speed in direwolf form. Like yeah. this thing is designed as a killer. Now specifically, a humanoid who succumbs to the loop guru's lycanthropy becomes a werewolf. This form of lycanthropy can't be removed while the loop guru that inflicted the curse lives. Doing that old school thing of having to kill like, the original. You have to kill the original werewolf. Once a loop guru is slain, a removed curse spell cast during the night of a full moon on an afflicted werewolf forces the target to make a DC 17 con save. On a success, the curse high. is broken. Target returns to its normal normal form and gains three levels of exhaustion. Well, you did go through a lot. On a failure, the lot. curse remains and the target automatically fails any saving throw made to break this curse for a month. Wow. So you can only do it for you can only do it once a month. Once a month on the night of a full moon. And the other thing is you got to think about like if you are dealing with this curse and all these problems, three levels of exhaustion is already bad enough on its own. Who's to say you didn't already have some going in? Right. And remember, six levels, you're done. Yeah, six levels. I don't care how many hit points you have, six levels of exhaustion, you're out of it. And that's for succeeding, you get three levels of exhaustion. It is nasty. And yeah, the the regeneration is very specifically, it regains ten hit points at the start of its turn. It dies only if it starts its turn with zero hit points and does not regenerate. The only thing preventing regeneration is taking damage from a silver, silver weapon. weapon. So someone, somebody somewhere has to hit it. With a silver weapon. At the, and not just like, like at the every end. Every round. At that last round. Because if you don't hit them that round, they get 10 hit points and they're right back up. Now they might not do a whole lot with that turn, but they're not down yet. And if yeah. you're trying to get rid of the curse, it is a hell of a thing to deal with. That's true. And it, uh, Challenge 13 is a solid challenge for pretty much any adventuring party that's, in a that's, printed adventure. That's a, that's a third tier. That's either a third tier encounter or like second tier encounter that they got a lot of magic weapons with them. And it's, it's also the kind of thing that like it's very much like that. The loop grew in and of itself is an adventure hook. Oh, for sure, yeah, because you it get bites some, somebody, yeah, it bites at somebody low and level, you and you spend the adventure yeah. prepping and chasing and learning yeah. to take this thing down, right? Exactly. So that you can remove the curse on your buddy. And like you said, it's smart, so it's like it's not going to leave itself exposed for you to get. To yeah, the it's end. not just hanging out in the woods howling with Dave and it's pounding gonna, Coors it's Lights. Going to make it difficult for like you to get to them. A fourteen int is not something to be. Sco- and, there's and literally no high whiz, high int. Everything's high. Yeah. The lowest score is this intelligence, which is a 14. Yeah. So 16 whiz, 16 charisma, 18 strength. Which, if contacts. you think about, like, average commoner dude is like a 10. Right. Yeah. So this so. thing is net. Well, and almost anything in the Monster Manual has something that is a negative score, barring, like, dragons and things. Like, there's very sure. few things that are a yeah. plus in Although, when you get to every that level, category, a lot, a, a lot of creatures have at least a, ne- a, 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 neutral, a, neutral, a neutral score. score. Yeah, yeah, they've got a 10 or an 11 somewhere. 14 is its weakest score. Yeah, yeah no. Which it's... also means it's going to 
It's going to put out some serious saves on a lot of spells. Yeah. It's got a five proficiency. And it's it's got proficiency in dex, con, and charisma saves. It's resisting a lot of dex, spells. Dex, con, and charisma? So, yeah, the only thing you can hit it with is wisdom-based spells. For the and most even, part. Even or then, a couple of in-based, like, you, you know, mind knife. And it's immune to charm and frightening. Immune effects. to charm and frightening. That's what a lot of Which takes care of a lot of wisdom saves, yeah. yeah. I mean, it is a tough... Yeah. thing to take down. So yeah, I mean, if you really need to up your werewolf game, you the go from the, 3 yeah, to 13. 3 to 13, the loop guru from... Uh... Yeah, there is a stat block for you. Van Richten's Guide, when players need to learn fear again. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Now, so the interesting thing about all of those is our conception of what is a werewolf is very much a modern 20th century sort of version of it. Which this sort of, which all of this sort of follows. Yeah, that movie Monster... We're talking it's, earlier. It's, it's literally like, I mean, Lon Chaney's Wolfman really influenced, like, everybody, essentially. And it's sort of sort of shows the power of mass media. Yeah, those that, universal, like, every, like, hammer films. Everybody has sort of, like, coalesced around the idea of a human who turns... So, first of all, human turning into a hybrid form. A, a humanoid form with wolf-like features or appendages and all that stuff. That's a modern thing. When you go into... being a very primal fear, like... It, it invokes something deep in the the human mind, and 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 the funny thing is, is like the concept of of a hybrid creature is not unheard of when you go into like mythology and folklore and all that stuff. They oh, yeah, exist no. all over the place, but for whatever reason, the notion of a hybrid wolf human person mm -hmm. that doesn't really exist in older mythology and folklore. Right? What what werewolves were. Uh, traditionally were, were people who turned into wolves. Just straight, just straight up wolves. Wolf, yeah. So that's sort of a modern thing. And we blame Zeus. He probably had sex well, with somebody, you know, so there's a story. A cow. There is yeah. a story about Zeus coming up. It's every time. Every time, of course. If if there's something about turning into an animal and being horny, Zeus is there. Zeus is somehow involved. We'll get into that. There is a, there is a story <laughs> for that. But yeah, so it, there's that whole thing about turning into a wolf instead of a hybrid. And then the other big change is nowadays we usually think it is an affliction. It is something that a person gets. It's a either, curse. It's, it's either a hereditary curse or it is a fl an affliction that someone gets from like a wound, they were bitten, they were scratched, something like that. Yeah. Those things sort of existed in older mythology and folklore, but they were by no means the only way you could become a werewolf, and they weren't even the most prominent way that a person mm. would be a werewolf. The notion of someone is a werewolf because they got bit by another werewolf is exceedingly rare in mythology and folklore. It's not actually something that comes up a lot. So, the werewolf bar mitzvah, very recent. It's a very, very recent convention. I had to get it in there. Wait, wait, listen. We couldn't go through the whole episode. Sorry, you all can't see me glaring at the two of them. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you can feel it. You can certainly feel it. Werewolves are almost specifically European folklore. When you go outside of Europe, you start to find shapeshifters that are of other different animal types. Your werebears, your werebears, you know, tigers, and yeah. stuff like that. And, and from a, like from a biology standpoint, that makes sense, right? Like, yes. There are canids pretty much everywhere. Everywhere. Yes. But like the. Modern, like the the convention of a large man-sized canid, a, a when you conceptualize a wolf, yeah, really exists kind of in northern cold climates. For those of you yeah. following along at home, a canid is like a wolf, canine, a canine, a yeah. wolf. A fox, a the, the dog-shaped beast. Yes, an uh, an African wild dog, it's a shaped dingo. like a friend that is not a friend. Snoop. Yes, yeah, yeah, Snoop, Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's a canid with two D's. With two Ds, it's true. It's true. So, characteristics of what a person would look like as a werewolf in old folklore and mythology and all that stuff. I think we, I forget who had mentioned it earlier. One of the books had talked about how. Like longer hair, shaggy. They, that is a sort of a common appearance. Sharp teeth. A, a, a common characteristic is that when they're in human form, they still look. Feral, yeah, the glowing red stuff. eyes and the uh, it, a, a lot of examples were like meat. they would have a more prominent brow line. Brow line. A unibrow was considered werewolfism. A werewolf uh, thing, you know. Uh, curved nails are also one of them. Yeah, like long like claw-like. They have like a loping sort of stride and all that stuff. Um, Very hairy. 
Yeah, it's just sort of like swarthy. Swarthy. Yeah, this is a term. A lot of swarthy. Yeah, swarthy would probably might be in it. No, but I I think we'll get into this in the science section. I think a lot of that is probably, if I had to conjecture, it's probably due with like anyone who had like some kind of birth defect that Mm -hmm. was extensive enough to make them look quote unquote different Mm -hmm. or anything like that was probably. To a very, very superstitious community, mm-hmm. be like, oh, that's a werewolf. You yeah, know? they're cursed or some other now, nonsense. Yep. The interesting thing is the other side of the coin, when you talk about when they're in their wolf form, the interesting thing about that is oftentimes it, they are described as missing something or having some human aspect to them. Interesting, okay. So, like, for instance, uh, there's a lot of folklore about, uh, and this uh, typically comes up with uh, when witches are turned into wolves. They will turn into the wolf, but they won't have a tail. Or they'll be a wolf, but they'll be larger than a typical wolf, more akin to, like, say, what a human size. Right, or a dire wolf. Or, like, yeah, that's probably where we get the idea of a dire wolf, is the idea of this is human size. Something truly large. Yeah. Because that's the thing. It's like people have this conception of like wolves are these big, wolves are muscly, not super massive. Big. No, they're not. Wolves I mean, some some they some get there like the the timber wolf. Timber wolves kind are of gigantic. Big. As an aside, I've been since we live in Minnesota. You can go to the Minnesota Zoo and see mm-hmm. timber wolves. And I went the, the first time I went there. I'm looking in the enclosure and I'm not seeing anything. I'm like, where right. are the wolves? I don't. There's this that big rock over there. There's that tree over there. There's that uh, tree over there. And then the big rock moved, and I went, holy shit, that's the wolf. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, timber wolves are big, but generally speaking... But even timber wolves, I think, are only like 120, 150 pounds. Like, they're big, but they're not, like, massive... They're bigger than what you would expect a creatures. canine to be. Yes. Right. But, like, the average wolf is only, like, 70 to yeah. 90 pounds. Because like they're the, not big animals. Yeah, because a timber wolf is actually a subspecies of a gray wolf and right. is also known as the eastern wolf. So some of the other characteristics that they would retain in the wolf form is like they would still have human eyes. Some of them would even have still retain like their voice and stuff. Oh, okay, yeah. So it's, it's God, yeah, there you go. There's your, you got this big timber uh-huh. wolf, gray yeah. wolf thing with. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> you know. Well, no, it's he's says, ghost. He's walking here. It says yeah, on here, here. It says on here, like like the red wolf, the eastern wolf is intermediate in size, right, between like a coyote and a gray wolf and stuff. And it's fifty three pounds on average for a female. Really. And sixty seven for a male. So very small, relatively. Yeah, and so they're just they look imposing, but that's the but, thing. Like you see, I mean, very, they're still built to like really move that their weight, but that it's a runner's on. build, right? Like yeah, it's exactly. Lean and they slender. Are, that's the thing is they're a lot leaner and more slender. They a small, really have like the race line of like there's a chest and then there's a like yeah. deep inset to the back hips Aero, there's not right. a lot of aerodynamic right yes. well and like a small small aside that was something we learned there is a place where we used to live in west lafayette indiana called wolf park which is an ecology like professor it was a, yeah, it was a big a rescue but they study wolves but like on this big sort of they have acres and acres so that they can look at them as like okay what is a pack really like and they said and one of the big things is people think they're a lot bigger than they actually are but as you said it's because it's got that very lean racing build they tend to like kind of stand sidelong to threats to look big like that's right. their yeah. whole deal and they also have a lot of fur right right a lot of fur so that they also have a, makes them look because they're they runners they have that huge chest for the lung capacity because they look beefy. Becoming a werewolf. Yes. Like I said before, nowadays we mostly... When becoming werewolves, yes. Nowadays we sort of think of it as being like a curse or an affliction or whatever. Mm -hmm. But there's just... So many different ways that you can actually become a werewolf in in mythology and folklore. Fifty like, ways to be a werewolf. Fifty ways to be a werewolf. In some cases, putting on like a, a like a magic salve could turn you into a werewolf. Drinking rainwater out out of the footprint of a wolf could turn you into a werewolf. You had me until the footprint part. Like I was like drinking rainwater. Like that's a Tuesday. Yeah, no, I I get you, but it's it's very specific. Can it be hose or or certain enchanted streams? If you drink out of certain enchanted streams, you become a werewolf. Sixteenth century Swedish writer named Olas 
Magnus said that uh, you could uh, get it by you'll like this uh, draining a cup of a specially prepared beer. So they had uh, they had uh, werewolf beer and coming then soon werewolf beer doing a kind of a set formula type of thing. Uh, there's a Russian incantation for it. In France and Germany, a man or woman could turn into a werewolf if he or she, on a certain Wednesday or Friday, it's very specific, slept outside on a summer night with the full moon shining directly on his face. So if you meet all of these criteria, you too could become a werewolf. Fill out the right forms. Ensure that you have overthrown the yeah, monarchy. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. You have to, yeah, all of everything in triplicate. No, it, it's it, the, the, the idea of I was bitten, I was scratched, and that's why I'm a werewolf is very rare. It does, it does not not existent. It's just it's very rare. And I'm going to be honest, the French and German one sounds like an excuse for teenagers doing dumb shit in the woods. Yeah, like don't do that because you'll get turned into a werewolf. Which which is like, fuck you mom, I'm sleeping outside with my face to the moon. What you really start Dad, to find out... Dad, it's Thursday. What you really start to find out is a lot of the explanations for lycanthropy and werewolfism is mostly witchcraft. Hmm. Mostly the idea is it is a person who either turns somebody else or often turns themselves into... Into, and actually what you find is like the development of folklore in Europe for like the growth and development of folklore in Europe sort of runs parallel with the development of folklore of witches. It's sort of, they're all, they're like in tandem. And the, the Wednesday and Friday thing makes me wonder if there's maybe meant to be like a connection to... Freya and and Odin. It's it's entirely possible. Right, it's Wotan's day. Yeah, Wotan's day. Freya's, Freya's day. day. Yeah, and also the sort of the the way that depiction of quote a werewolf is is different. Like we think of like a person turns into physically turns into the wolf, uh, and that's certainly prevalent. But then there's also versions of the person's soul leaves their body, and then that soul joins the wolf turns into a wolf or joins a wolf. Well, that's other versions of like which is creating familiars right that are these animals like wolf you know like wolf uh, familiars that they share a part of the soul right or that, that and, it's and a captured soul and and even like ideas like if you injure the familiar then the witch is also injured because they have right. this connection and that sort of thing so there's a lot of these notions of like magic it is the purview of magical spell users that's why werewolves to, to become an animal so essentially a wizard did well not in this case in this case a witch did it is, is sort of the explanation for a lot of it. Maybe not sure. exclusively, but like kind of predominantly. She turned me into a newt. Into a newt. Ah, yes, the were newt. Mm-hmm. There's a great example from ancient Greece, from Herodotus. As an aside, the notion of a historian in ancient <laughs> Greece is really, really funny because Herodotus was a historian. I, and I need in, to say this quotes. in air quotes because what Herodotus was infamous for, he would love to do, was he would tell this outlandish story that could not possibly be true. And he would always cover his ass by saying, I personally don't think this is real, but somebody told me about it, so I'm going to put it in the book. It's the, I'm going to um, write it down. It's the Jonathan Frakes, the, like, uh, believe it or not yeah, kind show of. where, like, yeah, it's like one of these is, is fake. Real? Do you think this is real or do you think this is fake? Herodotus is doing that way back in ancient Greece. So anyways, Herodotus writes, writes his histories, and in one of them he writes about uh, a group of, uh, like, a tribe of nomads called, I think they're called the Nuri. N-E-U-R-I, I think, sure. probably, Nuri. Uh, interesting, they, interestingly and ironically, they live in the north around Ukraine and Russia, believe it or not. And he says a lot of weird things about these that folks. Like, part of it is, like, they're sort of nomad, like, they're nomads, but they have sort of, like, a set land that they... Yeah, they've got a, a pathway and a... Set, uh, set pathway. A rotation and, like, of locations. he talks about a time where... All of a sudden, out of nowhere, their lands are infested with snakes. No under- like no explanation for why, but like there's so many goddamn snakes that they have to go to somebody else's land. So they're, he writes a lot of these snakes on this material plane. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's like a lot of sort of random nonsense. And he's writing a whole bunch of stuff about the Nora. And one of the things he writes about is how at a certain time of the year, and it's always the same every year, the whole tribe, all of them, just turn into wolves. And for several days, they do wolf shit. And then after... After a few days, they revert back to humans and then keep going about their business until next year when they're going to turn into wolves at this time again. Uh, it, but it's all like sorcery stuff. It's like, their personal shark week. It's their personal shark week. Exactly. Uh, so Are you ready for wolf week, son? It's yeah. time for your first wolf week. Yeah, exactly. Now, interestingly, curse of lycanthropy is also often a divine 
punishment. That's also a common way that you could become. And with this, now we're going to get it to Zeus. Yeah, there, it's the whole like, oh, you know, you're greedy and so I'm going to turn you into a... A, 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 a lot, yeah, oftentimes. A bird who loves shiny things. Famously, it's not, you know, a lycanthropy. Like plantropy, I guess, is Narcissus. Yeah, yeah, that like plant, like, yeah, like plantropy with Narcissus. So there is a story called King. It's either King Lycaon, L Y C A O N, Lycaon or Lycaon. I don't know. Sure, we need Valkyrie for that. There's many different versions of this story. Sort of a, a lot of the, the a similar things that occur in it is Zeus comes to visit them disguised as a laborer because he loved to be in disguises because it's Zeus. Sure. Uh, and he goes to visit King Lycaon, Lycaon, who has apparently killed one of his sons and is now feeding the son to his dinner guests, including Zeus. Well, Zeus Next. freaks out because, hey, you fed me your son, you ridiculous son of a bitch. Yeah, you weirdo. Yeah. Which is like, ah, yes, King Pot, meet King Kettle. King like. pa- I mean, listen, Zeus is nothing, was nothing if not a hypocrite. So no, it's a different Greek guy. That is a different, that is, is a different, you're right. True. Hippocrates. Hippocrates. Oh, no. Of course, he punishes the king and also his family because they think they were involved. The, the stories differ. Sure. The punishments are often different. Like, a lot of them describe, like, he just fucking hit him with a bunch of lightning. Because, you know, he's Zeus. Zeus. Yeah. Why wouldn't he? But some of them, the king is turned into a wolf and cursed to live the rest of his life as a wolf. And it's actually considered one of the earliest sort of stories and examples of a werewolf. Right. Where, like, this was a man who became a wolf. This was a man who became a wolf. Now, the interesting thing is, once you start to see Christianity start to pop up, there's a lot of implications of Christian figures turning people into werewolves, again, as a punishment. So, I'm going to butcher this. This is in Latin. So I'm going to completely butcher it, because I don't speak Latin, but it is... Don't worry, no one does. Nobody does. Omnis Angli Bon et Mali, (laughs) ex virtute naturale habent postedum transmutante, I'm not done, corpora nostra. And then you tell them whether you want fettuccine alfredo or spaghetti marinara as a side. But the... So tra- scout for this. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, translated... See, I just assumed he was reading off his unit list for, like, some sort of Warhammer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but translated, it means all angels, good and bad, have the power of transmutating our bodies. This is a dictum that was read by St. Thomas Aquinas. So, uh, Also famous for, you know, dedicate, hitting some pools, a couple of churches. A couple of churches. Churches. He was very a moist guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's also a story of St. Patrick, who supposedly transformed the Welsh king Veraticus into a wolf. There's various stories of Which, like, you know, St. Patrick, was he a Nuri? Did he really hate snakes? It, it, it's the, he kicked he, him out of Ireland. And he kicked him out of Ireland, so, you know, maybe it all ties together. That's the secret to long life. Become a wolf. Live his wolf week. Live forever. <laughs> the angels will come and change our bodies. So St. Patrick's like, listen, I need some angel buddies to come and, and deal with this Welsh king. Essentially, yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of examples of, like, witches turning into wolves. The interesting thing is around the 16th century up into the 18th century in Europe, witch trials all of a sudden became a big thing. They were a big thing in America. I mean, we, They were we a big thing in America party. too, but it, it sort of started in Europe. Interestingly, some of those trials, not a lot, it's sort of like a fraction of them, were actually werewolf witch trials, where some people were actually tried for being werewolves. And apparently it started in what is today Switzerland. Okay. Uh, started with something called... Additive list of clocks, cheese, chocolate, werewolves. Werewolves. Uh, uh, something called the Valais, V-A-L-A-I-S, witch trials, early 15th century. Started there, and it basically just sort of spread throughout all of Europe. We're bored. These guys lit somebody on fire for being a werewolf. Right, Let's yeah, have at it, exactly. You know, you know because be, because all of the the lore is sort of intermingled with witches. Like some people are like specifically werewolves. There is a specific case that is sort of prominent that occurs in 1589. Of this is in Germany, so you can tell me if I'm pronouncing this right. A fellow by the name of Peter Stube, S T U B B E. Yeah, Stube. Yep. Stuba, okay. Stuba. Gesundheit. Also spelled Stump or Stumpf. Stumpf. That's, was, a, that's a fun word, Stumpf. Stumpf. So he was known as the werewolf of Bedburg. And he was put on trial in 1589. It is, it can't be confirmed, but it is said that he confessed to everything. Whether he actually did or not, there's a lot of speculation. It is possible that there was a series of deaths that occurred in the city and they needed to pin it on somebody. It's possible he was mentally ill and so just admitted to whatever they wanted him to admit to. Sure. 
It's possible he admitted to it and he nobody really knows Potentially for sure. Potentially a scape wolf. The story is that he admitted to being a devil worshipper and from his youth was greatly inclined to evil and made a deal with the devil requesting specifically to quote uh, work his malice on men, women, and children in the shape of some beast whereby he might without dread or danger of life be unknown to be the executor of any bloody enterprise which he means to commit. So basically he asked the devil, hey, I want to do a lot of heinous shit and I need a disguise. And the devil says, sure, I'll do that and gives him a belt made of wolf skin. And whenever he wears this belt, he turns into a wolf. Uh, he then goes on to take over the stock market. Uh, for 25, well, what he did instead was for 25 years, he supposedly was a serial killer where he just murdered and sometimes ate people over the course of 25 years. What is it? These are all Germans things- and cannibalism. Yeah, it's it's, it's it's a running theme. It's it's a running theme. Uh, he was accused of a whole bunch of stuff of, of cannibalism, murder. He was accused of incest with his daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, run the whole gamut. And again, supposedly he admitted to all of it. He was tried. He was convicted. Yeah, he supposedly confessed all of his uh, uh, dealings with the like he had done this deal with the devil, etc., etc. Cetera, et cetera. Heinous, bad, uh, evil stuff. Uh, all heinous, bad, evil stuff. Devil goes down to Germany, hands out a wolf leather belt. Yep. Devil goes down to Georgia, hands out a golden fiddle. Somebody's getting a rock now. That's all I'm saying. He is executed on October 31st, mm-hmm. on Halloween. Mm-hmm. His execution, he is... This is going to get a little gruesome, folks. Sorry Everybody, about that. content warning. Uh, content warning skip there. Skip ahead a little bit. Uh, he is lashed to a wheel. His flesh is essentially flayed uh, with uh, red-hot pincers. They break his arms and his legs. Yes. They chop his head off. Then they burn his body. Then they take a wolf carcass and replace the wolf's head with his head. And then place that wolf carcass prominently in the square. Just so as like a warning to other people like, hey, if you're going to get into some werewolf shit, this is what we're going to do to you. We really didn't like this guy. Mm-hmm. Which really just sounds like, hey, all you werewolves, hide better. Maybe, yeah, it's basically maybe don't like, just, just, just get better at hiding, you know? Maybe, yes. the, maybe the wolf belt is not enough. Maybe you need more. Space maybe, it out a little bit Maybe more. don't be a serial killer and a cannibal maybe, for 25 years. Maybe don't do that stuff. Get a wolf yeah. accountant. Uh, again, it's Hide a, your money. It, it is speculated that he might have been a fall guy and that they were just a bunch of unexplained murders that they had to pin on somebody. somebody yep. And everybody was like, oh my god, it's werewolves. Like, super superstitious. So they're like, alright, we'll just we'll find somebody who we'll, we'll say is a werewolf. You gotta remember, at that point, the notion of investigating a murder mm-hmm. doesn't animal. exist. No, it doesn't exist. <laughs> it doesn't exist. They don't do that yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just a gang of dudes goes around and is like, you, you're a werewolf. Yeah, Get over here. It's, it's much easier to go, which did it? A werewolf did it. Mm-hmm. Alright, that's a werewolf let's go get him yeah unless you were caught like completely in the act there was no yeah. detective work there's no there's no detective work figuring you out so now if you get into remedies again the notion of silvered weapons is just like one of countless different versions sure of what uh, of what type of like what could be considered a, a remedy. So interestingly, so in ancient Greece and in Rome, one of the aspects in in um, folklore uh, that is common is the notion that when the person turns back back into a human after being a wolf, they are very tired. It, it exerts a lot of effort on them. Which goes to the whole like three levels of exhaustion exactly. of escaping the loop. Group. Exactly, like, you've and been through this ordeal. Yeah, you've been through this ordeal, so you've, you're you're very tired. Your energy's drained, sort of thing. So the cure in ancient Greece and Rome was to just make them do a lot of physic, uh, st- physically strenuous work. Just make them labor until they're just completely exhausted, and that supposedly cures you of the werewolfism, of the lycanthropy. This which, is like you a gotta, good way to get a free uh, labor. To get free labor? But listen, again, we're talking about a society that has slaves. They already had free labor. It's true. <laughs> I so want really, a new slave. Um, it's the classic, like, bad sports injury. Just walk it off. Just walk it off. Walk that like... Just walk a lot. Just 30 minutes a day, you can walk the lycanthropy away. Send us twenty nine ninety nine a day. Come on. <laughs> Three, three payments of twenty nine ninety nine. In medieval Europe, there, again, was a bunch of different ways, but tr- they kind of fell into three different categories. One cure would be medicinally, which is where the belladonna slash wolf, wolf thing comes, comes in. in. That is where, that is a, a common, like, 
give them Wolfsbane, give them Belladonna. Right. Because that will cure them. Tincture of Belladonna. Tincture of Belladonna. Surgically, I don't know specifically what they are surgically exercising. The wolf parts. The wolf parts, they, presumably. They, they cut you open, they remove there one of the was, two wolves. Uh, there, there was something I did find. Turns out, you got three wolves, you're a werewolf. Got to take one out, and again, balance out your wolf humors. And, and, yeah, balance out the wolf humors. Uh, yeah, and again, uh, just to be clear, like medieval time was was kind of vicious. Like one of the ways to figure out that a person was a werewolf was again really into flaying skin. Uh, they would flay the skin because the thought was, "Hey, underneath that is where the fur is. That's where the wolf skin is." I swear to God. Mm-hmm. And it's like the selkie is another in that range. Yeah, of like exactly. Steal their their pelt and they can't turn back they into a, their their yeah. animal form kind of thing. Right. Um, most of the cures, as you might expect, that were advocated for in medieval times, pretty much just ended up killing the person. I mean, listen, you can't be a werewolf if you're dead. You're not wrong. But, um... Death, the ultimate cure. Yeah, it is, it is, yeah. But then there's, like, other more sort of innocuous but weird ones. Like, in Sicily, there was this one where you... If you strike someone three times on the forehead or scalp with a knife, that will cure them. Piercing piercing the werewolf's hands with nails. Yeah, nothing a little stigmata can't fix. Then there's one, like, fairly tame ones. Like, simply address it three times by its Christian name. That will apparently will cure lycanthropy. God, I wish that were true. Well, uh, since your name is Christian, then you're free and clear. I'm, I'm free and clear. I'll, I'll definitely be whole. Scolding a werewolf will cure it. Now you stop! You cut out these werewolf shenanigans. You cut off all these werewolf shenanigans, you. If I hear somebody say the word shenanigans one more time. You, you, oh. you cease that, that Tom werewolfery. Yes. And then, uh, and then, as you might expect, a very typical sort of cure was conversion to Christianity. Oh, of course. Well, of course. Cure that, that will fix it. So, yeah, it's, it's, in general, it's sort of interesting to me that we have a very sort of specific definition mm-hmm. of what is a werewolf nowadays, whereas back in the past, it, was, it could be fucking anything. It's usually witches. Well, and I wanted to, before we move on to the science, I wanted to ask you, you we mentioned a little bit about Lupercalia earlier. Yes, yes. And you said you had more specifics on what that was, maybe? Well, I mean, you mean talking about the festival itself? The festival itself, yes. The festival itself is wild. It's sort of unclear what the purpose of the Lupercalia Festival was. Besides just having a party. Besides just having a party, because again, they were the Romans. One of the possible, and this is where the whole idea of it being connected to wolves sort of comes in, is that it is a celebration of the founders of Rome, Romulus and Remus, who were famously suckled by a wolf. Now, obviously they probably weren't actually suckled by a wolf, but also we're not even sure if Romulus and Remus actually existed. So all of these things are sort of up in the air, like, maybe. George Washington, Benjamin Franklin, Thomas Jefferson, suckling, sucking, on, the bald eagle sucking teat. on a bald eagle teat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's how America was founded. It's how America was founded. They weren't real people. Right? But the actual festival itself is, so you go to what is called the Lupercal, which was supposedly where Romulus and Remus were hungry and suckled at that teat. Go on up into the, the wolf teat cave. And then you sacrifice a dog and a goat, because of course you do. And then you take the goat, once again, we're going to flay the skin on the goat, and you turn them into thongs. Not the kind that you wear uh, on your nether. But sure. the kind that's basically like a whip, and not not the shoe either. Yeah, not the shoe either. It's the kind that you. It's basically a whip, and then you run around town. Several people run around town, most likely naked, and just whip people with this with this thong. goat thong, with this goat thong. And the idea is, if a woman is whipped with this thong, it will increase her fertility. Why? I don't know. But that was the thought. And that was also like part of the connection to like February being like related well, the to connection, this. Yeah, so the connection to Lupercalli and February is the name of the thong in Greek was like Febru, F-E-B-R-U. Sure. So and so that's sort and of the where Romans, of course, were like, "This is a great society. Mind if we copy your homework?" Yeah. No, the Romans were all like, "What are you doing over there?" Yeah, we like that. We'll do that shit too. So it just sort of, you know, fell. You know, it, it, it went in line because again, the Romans. Well, no, this is a Roman festival. This is not right. a Greek festival. Let me. Let me I, I, I said Greek. I meant uh, Latin. Latin. So yeah. So it's not necessarily connected to werewolves at all. It is and possibly not even connected to wolves. I was going to say, there's a very tenuous connection there's to wolves. There's a very tenuous connection even to wolves. And then the idea that it could actually have been uh, replaced by St. Valentine's Day, that's not even true. Because there is a Pope, Galatius, I think is his name, 
sure. uh, in 494, who had some very harsh things to say about the festival of Lupercalia. He was not a fan. It's sinful, it's decadent. Listen, it's... only the Vatican can have naked whipping parties. Honestly, yes. Cut it out. He, he was all about the control. He was not particularly a fan of this festival. And so many people believe he was the one who replaced it with a feast to St. Valentine. That just isn't the case. He didn't do that. A lot of historians are talking that it's honestly just coincidental that Lupercalia... Because Lupercalia happens on February 15th, not the 14th. And also, by the way, the Feast of St. Valentine's may have originally been in March. Hmm. It may not have originally been in February. But listen, March is for casting snakes out of Ireland. we got to move this thing. Listen, you know, there's only so many <laughs> days in the year. we got to synchronize. There's going to be some overlap. Sometimes one person's fertility, naked in the streets fertility ritual, coincides with someone else's greeting card. And let's be honest, and I chocolate. mean, the, the, the naked whipping ritual, still fertility ceremony for some people. Listen, somebody's going to get off on it. It is Rome. When in Rome, it's true. whack them thighs. <laughs> whack them thighs and run naked through the streets, right? Yeah. Like, But only in February. Only in February. Oh, listen. Restrict your naked whipping. There's a, t- there's a to time and a place, damn it, for when you're going to whip somebody with... Whip somebody while you're naked. The safe word is werewolf. The, the safe, safe word is teat. Suckle teat. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's two words. It's fine. <laughs> it's a safety phrase. Safety it's a safety phrase. phrase. I think that's probably a good enough okay. point to take a break and then come back into biology time. Sounds good. Thanks, everyone, for listening. All questions, comments, or topics for future episodes, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter, at nat20pod, or email us at natural20podcast at gmail.com. Thank you to Embers Tide for our intro and outro music. As well, thank you to Burnham, with three M's, for our beautiful profile and banner artwork. And thanks to Matt Will Jackson for editing our rambling. He listens to our mistakes, so you don't have to, selecting only the most premium nonsense for your listening pleasure. And thanks to all of you, our listeners. We hope you'll keep rolling a natural 20. Okay.